your guarantee. I want to just know. I've been watching golf all goddamn day. That's what I've got. I've been watching golf all damn day. <laughs> and there's nothing more exciting than Tiger Woods. Absolutely. Bro, top story on ESPN, and he is minus one. He is tied <laughs> for, like, 28th place. Hey, it's not about where he's at. No, no. It is definitely – it matters where he's at because he could definitely came out here – he could have been plus four, plus five, like a lot of guys are. And still, it would have been like a, oh, yeah, Tiger is still out here on this golf course, walking it, not having an issue. But the fact that he's minus one, where it's like striking distance. Like tomorrow, uh, they've reported that it's going to be windy as fuck. That means that the course is going to dry out. That means the ball is going to bounce off to the fairway a lot stronger. So it's really like Tiger's not really ripping him too hard. He is just playing golf and he's minus one. Right now, the leader is minus six, I believe, which there's a lot of surprising names on the list. It's pretty fucking crazy. Been watching it, it's pretty awesome. But Tiger Woods minus one, that's incredible. He broke both his legs. <laughs> he just went up there. Charlie wanted to see some cool people because dad's not cool enough. And then Tiger goes, ah, well, fuck it. I feel good. I mean, I'll go off this. I'll go off this week. We'll see too. Cause the cut might actually be at like, if this keeps up with the weather, the cut might be like plus three. That'd be crazy. Yeah. yeah cut's going to be pretty big. Cause a lot of people are struggling. A lot of them. I mean, we've seen, Tiger even struggled on some shots, but, you know, he didn't hit the green. He missed the green a lot, but still found a way to make it happen, man. Tiger Woods is back. The sport is back. It's so fucking great. Well, Augusta, it's going to be interesting. If it really does get super windy, Augusta really does reward. It doesn't punish you that hard if you miss a fairway. There's not, like, secondary rough, but there is just – there is a – a very big advantage of hitting the fairways and they're not super wide fairways. That's why Bryson DeChambeau always sucks at Augusta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's going to be pretty, it's fun. I love it. I mean, um, Scotty Sheffield had a very, very good day. He's at minus three and I Shingham M is the leader at minus five right now. So that is exactly where tiger wants to be four four off the leader going into tomorrow where he's probably going to tee off later in the afternoon and it may or may not help him maybe he would probably want to get out there earlier 
than wanting to sit around a little bit for a later tea time. But hey, more rest and the killer of all killers, the king of king of golf is back. Nothing more exciting than that. Nothing more exciting than that. Yeah, and it might actually, depending on when the weather rolls in, it might actually be a benefit to be one of the earlier tea times. So being one of those people who's lower on the board. Yeah. Uh, Sunjay Im looked really good today. He's uh, at Augusta. His best round is like a 66, which is six under. But his worst round at Augusta ever, ever posted is an 80. It's eight <laughs> over. He can so, go downhill really fast. But that's kind of, yeah, that's just the kind of course this is. A lot of people shoot really well, but also like, you can shoot really bad. I mean, Tiger obviously like owns multiple. There's like one hole where on his career, Tiger is like minus 30 or like 31 under. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like he just yeah. owns the hole. So it it definitely is a, a course that plays to experience. And, you know, it's a it's a course where some creativity will serve you well. That's why Bubba's won the tournament twice. So if this weather does roll in, it's it's still just about anybody's game. It'll be fun to watch tomorrow and see see what will happen. Your boy might hit up Top Golf and watch a little golf while I'm playing a little golf. See how it goes. There you go. Yeah, it's going to be very very interesting. You know what's more interesting than golf right now? I mean nothing, but other than golf news. Um, I don't, so I was sitting here thinking why, so the Minnesota twins make another trade. They trade for two right-hand pitchers and they're trading away, um, a pretty good reliever. Yeah. They're trading away, uh, Rogers. Rogers. Yep. They're trading away Rogers, but they're bringing in Paddock and they're bringing in Pagan, which Pagan is a great relief pitcher. He had the most uh, innings pitch as a relief pitcher last year. So he's a guy that could come in and get the job done. And Paddock can be added to your rotation. This rotation is truly based on guys that have been struggling for the last, like, year and a half. But they've been pretty – but they're now on the up, on the uprise. Like, they're now, like, they're on a new team. They kind of closed out each season with a win. Like this pitching staff isn't a staff that has a true big ace name, but it's a staff that definitely could win games. You have Paddock now, and you have uh, Sony Gray, where you got him off of free agency. You still have Dylan Bundy, and you have Chris Archer. Huge. That is a very, very nice four, and you're adding it to a rookie pitcher that's going to open up uh, tomorrow for opening day, Joe Ryan. And you have two more guys that are guys that are starting pitchers that are progressing. So you have finally a core of pitchers, and then you have a very good roster of defense offense you have it all you're ready to go i wonder why why is it that the polacks probably one of the cheapest owners in mlb right now why are they spending money like this 
figured it out. TV money was passed out before uh, the lockout happened. You know how much te- each team made? Uh, I hope it wasn't the same. A hundred million. Each team was given a hundred million dollars for their cut of the TV deal. Right now, the roster is at a hundred and twelve million for the year. Hundred and twelve. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? It means the Orioles' owner is fucking stealing. <laughs> and the, he, and he pocketed the, seventy and said, "Okay, go play. Go play one hundred sixty-two." And the Twins are only playing with twelve million. <laughs> They're paying their whole roster twelve million this year, and just boop, we're good. Every other team is just giving out deals after deal, big money, big money, flying up the salary cap, just doing what they knew, doing what they needed to do to make sure their team is all the way good to go. Twins, we'll spend 12 million. We'll be just fine. We don't need to go get no one else. But hey, this roster is not bad. As cheap as it is, it's not that bad. You have questions at third base you might have questions at second uh, catcher if Sanchez ain't hitting and Jeffers is not a hitter then you're like what the fuck why do we have this guy here and then well you trade away rocker so you need some depth at outfield but hey twins can compete it's gonna be fun they pushed off home opener because yes it did snow in Minnesota who would have thunk it me my yard is fucking dead So, this twin team making it happen. I'm so excited. And in true Tim's twins fashion, stopping us from putting any local money on the big game, uh, which is too bad because I think that money was just about guaranteed. Yeah. Not, not, not actually, not actually guaranteed. Nothing guaranteed in this state. Speaking of money back guarantee, though, as always, my name is Jay. With me, as always, Angel. We're here to break it down for you, Angel. There's a lot going on and a lot of nothing going on. Uh, Yeah, everything is going to happen in these in this big champ pack weekends so. what what do you want to talk you want to talk football you want to talk baseball you want to talk basketball what do you got what are you thinking so right now what i'm thinking we definitely got to break down the ufc the ufc is going to be a great card um what do you think about that uh interaction with gilbert burns and uh kismet uh, right now, I'm just thinking that Conor McGregor needs some fucking insurance. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, driving without insurance or a license. A failure to produce an insurance and a license and... Twice. Like, just not having <laughs> insurance and a license. Like, what are you fucking doing, dude? He thinks he's bigger than Ireland, so he runs Ireland. That's what he feels like, so he doesn't want to go stand at the DMV. Who wants to do that, man? Nobody, not even Connor. (laughs) So he's just not going to do it, apparently. And potentially hinting at the fact that he wants to move up a weight class. Oh, Three weight classes, three knockouts, he said. And I'll give him 155, or what, 145? Yep. 
155. Where you knocked out Cowboy, bro. Everybody knocks out Cowboy now. Not even yeah. prime Cowboy. Yeah, you knocked him out with a couple shoulders and you just beat him up. That was cool. That was cute. That was good skill, I guess. Like, don't get me wrong. People will buy a Connor Izzy fight, but Connor, you don't stand an, uh, you don't stand a chance in hell to win that game or win that fight. No, there's no way. Like Connor will get retired, and again, I think that Izzy will make him look so bad it might end his career. <laughs> like, yeah, hundred percent. Like. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of an example, and the only thing I can think of is like, and I know our listeners are probably sick of us throwing shots, but like Westbrook on the Lakers, it's gonna look that <laughs> bad. Just like, just kind of lost, and yeah, I don't know. Like, we talked off show about how Patty the Batty, potentially the future oh. of the UFC, potentially like the next Connor just blows up about 50 pounds in between fights, like in a matter of weeks and doesn't care at all. Says he, as soon as he's done fighting, he's going to be a fat piece of shit. He's happier when he's fat. He likes to eat food and being skinny sucks, which I'm sure like the body positivity is great, but your heart says otherwise, dude. (laughs) Like you cannot keep gaining and losing (laughs) that weight that rapidly and survive. And eventually the cuts do get harder. Yeah. Can Connor, if he wanted to make 145 again, like, is he going to be calling Mike Dolce's ass and like trying to get down to 145? I mean, we would all love to see it because that's probably the one division Connor can actually success, be successful in. 170 is not it. 155, ooh, good luck. You want to go fight in 155? That's saying Khabib come out the closet. Yeah, you're you're you want. I think he. I'm I'm sure he wants an Izzy fight. I know he's his dumbass has talked about <laughs> Usman doesn't scare him, but bro, you are five nine and a half. He should scare you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like at this point, you don't. I don't even think he wins Diaz three at one seventy five. At one seventy, no, no way. Or once, what is it? One seventy. One seventy. Yep. Yeah, I don't think he beats Diaz at 170. He's not a comfortable 170. The one time he fought at 170, he gassed super fast. He looked like shit. Yeah, he's he just likes 170 because it's like an easier cut for him. And he kind of hangs out at 170, 180 probably. But to think that you could go there, no, man. Those guys are cutting 20 pounds to get to 170, bro. Like that's you're you hang out there. They don't. Like, that's the difference. Go to 155 and good luck. Unless you're just going to put on a massive amount of muscles or go hang out with Patty to Batty and gain 30 pounds and, like, get just, like, then do the cut, which then at that point you're going to be heavy as shit when you finally get in the ring. You won't be at 173. You'll be, like, 180, 184. That makes a little more sense, but I don't see Connor going out and eating a whole bunch or has the time and the patience to blow up his muscles to 180. And then, I mean, it's not there. It's not there for Connor. Connor should just, I don't know, make sure that Jake Paul 
pisses clean three times before the fight and fight him, box him, do it. Yeah, dude, I take Paul with estrogen. I, I, I don't know what, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know what Connor's thinking. No, he's not, not thinking, doesn't have insurance or a license. Speeding all over the place. Obviously, he's not thinking. He's back to his old Connor ways. Yeah, very, very dumb of him. I really, really. Uh... And he needs to fight, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe you just make Connor Diaz three to get Diaz out of his fucking deal, get a quick payday for McGregor because Connor's next fight is not going to be good. How long has it been since he's been in a cage? He fought. Who did he fought? Poirier, right? So what? Yeah. A year, I think. No, it hasn't been a year. He did uh, that in August, I think. I don't think there was, was there a crowd for that, or was that a Fight Island fight? No, there was a crowd for that one. I think it was like the. No, there was a crowd for that one. I just feel like it's been forever. I feel, and when we Connor doesn't fight for a while, we don't get the best Connor. No, it's not like it used to be. And it, again, it's not at 145 where he can just go in and just get destroyed. The last fight he had was uh, July 10th. Okay. July 10th at 264. So almost a year ago. The last fight Connor McGregor's had was allegedly Machine Gun Kelly. So yeah. <laughs> His ass needs to get back in a fucking ring and stat. I'm sick of him talking shit when, like, again, massive Connor guy. Mm-hmm. Connor, like, you talk about potentially save the UFC between Connor McGregor and Ronda Rousey. Like, save the UFC, got the UFC that deal to uh, sell them to, uh, sell them to Zufa. But man, like, He's got to he's get in a cage or he's got to retire because he's not getting younger. He's, what, 32? Uh, yep, 33, I think. 33? Like, you're going to be a businessman? Be a businessman. You're going to box? Box. But if you are going to fight in the UFC and not fight at Bellator or bare-knuckle bullshit or pro fight league, that's apparently crooked. Mm-hmm. And, again, another gambling thing that we weren't fucking told about. Did you hear about that one? Mm-mm. Apparently, Pro Fight League pre-tapes their fights. Nobody oh. told the sports books, and they put out odds, and some people found out and made a shit ton of money. And once again, mm. money back guaranteed does not get the guaranteed money when it's actually guaranteed. God, how does no one tell me that? Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Connor, fucking fight again. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I love when Connor talks, but it's... It's getting to the point where it's like LeBron talking. It's like, or it's like when people like LeBron thinks people are afraid of him. They're not afraid anymore, man. The Mystic Max shit, it doesn't play anymore. Connor, you can talk all the shit you want. People don't care. And when people aren't afraid of you, you start getting into this weird, like calling their grandma on the phone, Jake Paul shit. And it's stupid. (laughs) Be better than Jake Paul, Connor. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, anyway, great card though. No, it's a really good card. Uh, two belts on the line. Peter Yan is pissed. Yeah, Peter Yan is definitely going to destroy Aljamain Sterling. 
Like there wasn't, the first fight was very interesting because yes, I, I, listening to Aljamain Sterling in, in the interviews, he felt like he was in that fight. And there was no fucking way. Right no. No way. It was in the first round, you could see the skill level was just not there. You got lucky getting that knee to the face. That's probably why you're the champion and has been the champion. I think this is his first fight holding the belt. Peter Yang has got to fight in before this. That's why he's interim. So, like, Algernon Sterling, unfortunately, is probably the weakest UFC champion probably ever. I think this belt is going to get back to Peter Yang so fast. Other than that, this card is beautiful, top to bottom. We did lose the Kevin uh, fight. He got hurt. I think he hurt his elbow or some shit in uh, sparring. But other than that, Gilbert Burns versus uh, Kazmat, that's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a very, very interesting fight, even though that their interaction in the hallways was a little weird. Uh, I think Gilbert Burns or Kazmat. Angel, I think, I think the term you're looking for is sus as hell. <laughs> there you go. Because, yeah, they were talking about Kismet, fighting naked. Well, was... Kiz, Kizmat, Kizmat's trying to see some, see some, see some dick. <laughs> his man thinks he's in a fucking bathhouse right now yeah bro that was a little weird he's like you want to fight naked like you want to go right now and that was like gilbert burns was like eh, nah i don't even know if i want to fight you period at this point this is a little weird <laughs> gilbert burns is about two shades too dark to be talking that shit <laughs> yeah man but that's that fight's gonna be interesting. You see them go, they shake their hand, they shake hands, and they uh you can see the height difference. That's gonna be interesting. Um, especially if Kismet is in a situation where he has to shoot. So I truly feel like out of this card, that fight's gonna be probably the most intriguing fight. And yes, probably because Kismet's there. And man, sorry, I have to bring up a point about Conor McGregor. I think it's super stupid he doesn't have a team or a, like a group of young fighters where like they're learning from Connor at this point. Like, how do you not like Khabib is going to be forever cemented in UFC for his boxing, but I think even more for his coaching and like his team being good. Why is Connor not doing that? Uh, Cause turns out Connor likes money more than he likes Ireland. <laughs> Cause that was like a thing, right? Like, have up, like he was trying to bring people up. Like when he fought in MSG, he had like an Irish fighter on the card, all about Ireland. Mm-hmm. Bro's been been completely overtaken. Like Ireland has been completely cucked by Liverpool yeah. in terms of like UFC heat. Mm. Yeah, Liverpool had their whole card up, and all of them won, which was just beautiful. I loved it. But yes. Back to this card. Um, main fight, uh, Ale- Alexander Volkanovsky versus the Korean Zombie. What do you feel about this fight? How, how do you see this shit going? Because both of them are really good fighters. I, I Obviously, Alexander has only lost one fight. The Korean Zombie has been in some fights where he just doesn't look good. But for the last three, he's been really good. Really, really solid. He doesn't get knocked out. No. Dude's got a friggin' shit on him. That doesn't exist almost. (laughs) That boy is 
always, always getting to the end of fights, which is pretty great. I mean, his decision rate is a little low, but. Yeah, he's two years older than me. <laughs> I think that's my that's my main thing. Like the Korean zombie is thirty-five. Yeah. Uh honestly, like I'm I'm surprised that he's the number four welterweight. Like yeah. that's crazy. He just kind of snuck up on me there. I don't think he's got any shot against Volkanovsky, but <laughs> This, this might be another one of those cards where Jay just bets all Eastern Europeans. It works. I think even though this card is like a very, very impressive card, like even the Mackenzie Dern versus uh, Ticia Torres fight, even that has like really, really dope skill. Both of them are going to throw hands. Like, that is going to be a very, very interesting fight. But if you look at it, man, I think you bet – I think you just bet the favorites. I don't think – like, who – out of these three fights, who can be upset? Who do you think has – is most likely to be upset? From Gilbert Burns, Kaznet, Aljamain, Peter Yan, and Alexander and the Korean Zombie. Do you have the odds up right now? Um, I had them up in one second. Oh, the odds are just atrocious. What are what are the odds on? Is I'm assuming Kismet's a favorite, right? Even though he's eleven versus two. Yeah, minus. Uh, I think I've seen it at minus six hundred. Fuck, I, I mean, I get, I mean, of the big three, I don't really know that much about Mackenzie Dern. Uh, okay, sorry. So Kismet is minus 490. Uh, Peter Yan is minus 475. And Alexander is minus 720. I mean, I, I guess I would take Gilbert Burns. Yeah. To, to win, because, I mean... He is a really well-rounded fighter. Uh, I think he's good enough on the ground where he'll he can hang with uh, Chimev, Kamzat. I don't. Where I'm just gonna take. I'm gonna have to hear Buffer say that like six times before I get it. But <laughs> uh, I think he can hang with him on the ground. I think he can hang. He's a very well-rounded fighter. Yeah. So depending on the game plan that he comes in with. Uh, I think he's got as good a shot as anybody. He's number two for a reason. Yeah. I mean, he looked really good against, uh, what, he fight Poirier? Yep, he fought Poirier. Looked really good there. I mean, um, he he did give uh, Usman a run for his money. Like, he did shake him up a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as people were like, oh, yeah, he got swept up. Like, I don't know about that. You give Gilbert Burns one more shot. I think this fight right here, Gilbert Burns win this. Usman needs to come out of that little bullshit he's in and come fight Gilbert Burns and get into it again. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the what the fuck they're doing with Usman, but when, when you're the champ like that, you got to start taking fights. I mean, but then again, Kobe's not calling him out. Gilbert Burns is taking this fight against a rank eleven instead of taking. The number one, which is Kobe. Um, 
Connor's not fucking ready. Like we go down the list of people that should be fighting fucking uh should be fighting Usman, but they're not. Kobe, Gilbert Burns. I mean Leon Edwards, he should have a shot. Steven Thompson, uh, Steven Thompson will give him a run, kickboxer. But I think Usman should probably just sit back and relax and wait until Kazmaier gets up there. Because if Kazmaier wins this fight, I think Kazmaier should just straight up be like, yo, Usman's a bitch. Like, what's next? Like, you might as well just give me the top guy. He gave me number two. I'm going to beat him. He'll be ranked top five by then. He really should, like honestly, I think that's I think that's I what think, they'd have to do because I'm no offense, there is not a hotter name amongst fight fans than Kamzat Shmeyev. Nobody can pronounce his name, but that's not his fault. So yeah. uh, I, I I do think that that's they do have to have a plan for him and they're giving him number two when he's number 11. So if he wins, he's the number one contender. You maybe have to, you maybe give him one more fight, but. Who wants to fight him at that point? Nobody. I mean, at that point, like you just don't give them a chance. Like you, you have to tell whoever is the top contender. Hey, if you do not fight this guy, he is going to jump you in the rankings and we're going to give him a title shot. Fuck it. I like it. Like, obviously, nobody wants to fight him, but here's the thing. If nobody wants to fucking fight him, then he gets to fight the champ. And if the champ doesn't want to fight him, he gets the fucking belt. That's how fighting works. He gets an interim interim belt against whoever wants to fight him. Then that's it. No, no, straight up, dude. They did this shit to John Jones. If Kamaru Usman doesn't want to take a fight, if he's going to keep saying all these people are beneath him, if they can't hang with you, go knock him the fuck out, take a payday, and add another diamond to your belt. Why not? Otherwise, quit fucking ducking people because you want to say you're the longest belt holder or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to He needs to step up and fight. I don't know, man. Especially like, if you have the pound-for-pound pound ranking on you. Especially. You can't just hold that shit and not fight people. Like, Yeah. Peter Yan wins this fight, and he beats up someone else. Give it to him. Fuck it. Alexander, too. Guys that been champions and go in and take care of business. Fuck it. Take it away from Usman. Colby Covington's going to go into the fight next, his next fight with one of those Burger King crowns on. (laughs) It's got real internet on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about how I haven't heard Colby Covington's name in like two weeks. He should be, he should be friggin' lighting people up trying to get another. Like, I guess that's the fight. Colby Covington, Kamzat. That would be great. That would be a high motor fight. Probably go five, unless, nope, I don't think it goes less than that because Colby's a wrestler. So it would be a very, very interesting fight. Fight that we have to see, but. Kobe's getting his tooth put back in and he wants to go fight Dustin because Dustin's talking shit. So let them handle the little piss fight. Keep having, try to push out these fights with no belts. See how it works out for you. Yeah. Well, you can fight. Uh, that's again, 
What are you going to do? You're going to fight Poirier to catch weight? Yeah. Yeah. No, Poirier and oh yeah, Poirier to catch weight. No, go to 155. Covington at 155. That would be sick. That would be sick. He would probably look sick as shit too. But still, it'd be super interesting. Um, one more thing about Kazmat. I think he is a guy that will probably have his career look a little farther than Khabib. Because I think Kazmat's body build and how tall he is, he's a guy that could come into 170, get the belt, and low-key, bro, he can go to 190 and go get that belt. Damn. Double champion at 170 and 190 would be insane. Or they make, or they make him fight uh, Islam, uh, Khabib's boy, at a catchweight. Would be another fight I'd like to see. Yeah, best of the Khabib camp. Yeah. No, they won't fight each other. We'll see. Definitely see. Yeah, this card is great. I definitely have your winners. I ha- I'm definitely betting on this, so I will have your picks at the end of the show. Make sure you stick around for that one. Because, yes, I will be picking an upset. I think I got it. I think I got it. But two more things that are very, very important for me. The New York Jets. The New York Jets have reached (laughs) out to Seattle, have reached out to Texans, and have reached out to Tennessee. They want DK. They want Brandon Cooks. They want A.J. Brown. All guys that are at the end of their contracts, except for Brandon Cooks because he got a two-year deal today. D.K. A.J. Brown to the Jets. Tenth pick. Who is actually worth the tenth pick? I'd take A.J. Brown for the tenth pick. I feel the same. I feel like I could take A.J. Brown and the Jets take the tenth pick and call it – or the Titans take the tenth pick and call it good. I think that's the best thing for you. I think that would be nice. You don't have to pay A.J. Brown. You even draft a rookie receiver if you want there at that point. Or a quarterback. Because I feel like Ryan Tannehill, I might have another two years on his deal, but definitely Ryan Tannehill is probably not the answer for you. You've seen it. He is just a rich man's Carson Wentz. He looks better than Carson Wentz, but he's never going to get you to that next level in the playoffs. It's not going to happen. I mean, Carson can't even make the fucking playoffs. But for Ryan Tannehill, I don't know. might be time to move off of him. And doing it with a rookie quarterback at that time would be great because Ryan Tannehill's there for two years. You bring in Malik Willis at the 10th pick. You don't have a lot of other needs except for receiver. And you could go get a 4-2 guy in the third round. Listen to us. You can get a 4-2 guy in the third. Relax. Calm down. So it would be very interesting to see. Now, the Jets offense would be fucking kind of fucking awesome because Michael Carter, rookie, going into his second year, and he played really good last year. Um, uh, Elijah Moore, 
another receiver looked really good. He was he was almost startable for four weeks in the fantasy with Zach Wilson as quarterback. Zach Wilson gets another year under his belt. The Jets realize, hey, we should give our rookie quarterback real weapons, not get you know a Devonte Ad- or Devonte Parker or anything like that. You know, go get an AJ Brown, go get a real guy. So the Jets are trying to make some moves, and it's very, very interesting because I think as closer and closer we get to the draft, it's like AJ, how much money do you really want? Or DK, how much money do you really want? I mean, going rates like thirty million. I mean, and AJ AJ is probably worth twenty five. DK is probably worth. 21 that you know what honestly but here's the thing if anybody listens to this show show they know that you saying dk's worth 21 means he's actually worth 28 because you're a fucking hater (laughs) i'm sorry it's in the i mean yeah granted dk fucking sucks we all know (laughs) but let's be realistic here aj brown has better route running AJ AJ Brown has better yak yards. DK is a fast guy that can catch, and that's about it. He's big. Yeah, he's a big dude, but he's not like a Calvin Johnson. Like people comparing him to him is stupid. Shut up. DK drops balls, important ones too. AJ Brown's not going to do that for you. Important in the game, important in fantasy. Same shit, Jay. Don't give me that smile. It's the same shit. I mean, you got to think about what DK does for you, though. Drop five touchdown passes? In, like, the blocking game. Oh. He's an outside guy. What the fuck does that even mean? Oh, you don't block a fucking corner? You don't crack block anybody? Oh. You don't go over the middle and fucking light up a linebacker? Okay, A.J. Brown can block just as – okay, DK can pancake. A.J. Brown can get in the way and execute the block. Cool. DK looks better on film because he's bigger. That's cute. I'm just saying, man. For for Zach Wilson and his sophomore uh, player of the year, I'm making up a brand new – I'm going to give him some. He didn't get rookie of the year. He's going to get sophomore player of the year. Zach Wilson, to give him these weapons and now to – just focus on offensive line for him in the draft. Be perfect. Absolutely perfect. Watch out for the Jets. Because if they can execute one of these deals and get this top guy, top name receiver in the building that's proven in the NFL, that could be really good. I mean, assuming he can live up to that potential, because then you're you're losing the excuses. No, this is perfect. If Zach Wilson, if the Jets go get A.J. Brown and with Elijah Moore, and they have a tight end that's pretty good, too. And the running backs, and you get a line, he says, no excuses. No excuses. You don't play good here? Cool. Third year, fourth year, you're going to sit here until we figure out a replacement for you. Teams want to move off these quarterbacks a lot faster, I think. And that's why you just give them everything they need. You can't do it. Goodbye. 
Yeah, man, we'll see. I don't know. Like, I, I do think it's with all the holes that the Jets have, it's bold to be trying to trade the 10th pick straight up for a receiver that you're going to have to pay $30 million. I mean, granted, like caps going up, that's going to potentially be a really good investment. You have a young quarterback. I do see the perks to it, especially yep. because there are there are uh, what you call it? this top half of this draft is not super deep, right? It's like if anything, I would be trying to trade back that ten for like. 20 a second and a third you know yeah and that's probably what they're trying to do the 10th pick and give me a receiver and a second round pick and call it good yeah i don't know because i man i don't i don't think that there are that many man yeah i don't know i guess i if i were you i would focus on Somebody could potentially want to get a quarterback of the future at 10 and somebody's going to want to get up and get a receiver early looking mm-hmm. at your Kansas city chiefs. Do you think your chiefs would trade 29 and 30 for 10? Yeah, absolutely. That might not be, I mean, those are the people that I would be fucking calling. I would be saying like, Hey, you know how, Nobody wants to, to play with you right now because uh, your quarterback's overrated and your offensive coordinator sucks. Like, hey, man, I got, I got some shit for you if you want it. Who are you talking about? <laughs> you talking about Patrick Mahomes overrated. Don't do that. Talking about you. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Let's not end this week on a bad note here. Don't do that. <laughs> Now you got the offensive coordinator part right, but leave leave Patrick out of this. He has a lot more shit to deal with, like that receivers that you told them not to be on TikTok and telling your wife to stay off Twitter. Oh, he has bigger problems. But anyway, yeah, I would absolutely make that deal twenty nine for thirty and get the tenth pick and see if you get like a fifth or fourth. You know, you don't want to. You you have. Well, the 29th and 30th, it sounds like they want depth and they're going to get best receiver available 29 and the edge rusher at 30. Like yeah, best available at that point. And that's the thing. You only need one. The Jets need two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's a phone call I would make. I'm not trying to – yeah, I, I just – I think if you get if you trade that pick, you're losing a ton of leverage because – that's one of the great things about having people on a rookie deal, especially with the TV money going up, is it gives you a ton more flexibility, especially now that these young guys are just basically holding out whenever they feel like it. Jamar Chase might get a new contract after next season. I mean, he should. He deserves it. But at the same time, if I'm the Bengals, that gives me way more cap flexibility. So part of me wants to say, nah, fuck you. I'll give you one next year. <laughs> Yeah, no, Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson might get a deal too. Jefferson might need a deal before that. He's what years? He's going into his year three. He performs anything like the first two years. That's a guy that's like gonna start that trend of after year three. Yeah, you're gonna have to pay. You're gonna go to Cincinnati. Oh fuck! (laughs) 
That'd be so gross. I so love gross. it so much. <laughs> It'd be so bad. You converting to a Bengals fan would be gross. Gross. Stay with the Patriots in time. You got them this year. Well, if if they ever get eliminated from Super Bowl contention again, I would love to watch the Bengals win. I'm not a Bengals fan, but I am a fan of the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, good loophole. <laughs> All right. And clown of the week. Ready for this? Clown of the week. New segment. Is it? Oh, did you? What do you think? Uh, what do you think about uh, Honey Badger to Philly? Not official, but uh, good. Yeah, go to the NFC. Go deal with that bullshit over there. But man, that defense would be fucking crazy, man. That defense uh, would be big step up. Uh, Taylor Fade, uh, Brandon Cook signs a two-year contract extension with Houston. Good move for Houston, good move for Brandon Cooks. True or false? He's been a very popular name. I've heard New England calling about him. I've heard Kansas City calling about him. I've heard the Rams calling about him. I've heard the Buccaneers calling about him. I think everybody has called about Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Which is interesting because nobody wants to ever sign him to a long-term deal. Yeah, that's why (laughs) – I think Brandon Cooks got his two-year deal from Texans. He's like, all right, this is the longest deal I'm going to get. So, like, now nah, you can trade me. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously he found some type of home where he's, like, the number one receiver in Texans. If he leaves Houston, he's not a number one receiver anywhere else. Not for the Rams. Not for the Patriots. Oh, well, yeah, maybe the Patriots. Before this, he was in the final year of his contract, signed by the Rams. <laughs> like two years removed from that? Or did he go from Rams to Houston? I think we were somewhere else. Like Rams one year, second year traded Houston two years. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a, I think it's a four-year deal he signed. I would – his next deal definitely he needs to put a no trade clause in there. Just like let him just like not have his kids go to a different school again. <laughs> Feel bad for him. But hey, um good move for both. I mean, Texans keep a receiver that actually wants to stay in Houston and Brandon Cooks gets a two-year deal and he might not be traded. We'll see. Or he just signed a team-friendly deal so Houston can get another pick for him. I mean, Brandon Cooks is interesting. He's a slot guy. He's a fast guy. He's a guy that can catch. He can do everything. But, man, like, obviously there's something that's like, I don't know if it's a playbook thing, uh, practice. I don't know what it is, but nobody really cares. It's like, like, oh, man, we got to do something. Ah, trade Brandon Cooks. Fuck it. <laughs> Don't give Brandon Cooks a deal. Fuck it. Hopefully he figures it out there. That'd be very interesting. David M- Davis Mills to Brandon Cooks all year. Nice. Uh, do you want to get political? Oh, might as well. Two more uh, 
NFL coaches uh, have joined in Brian Flores' lawsuit alleging racism. Also, T.O. is playing in the Fan Control Football League. We'll talk about that later, but we'll, we'll get into that during Clown of the Week because I just came up with one. Uh, Steve Wilkes. <laughs> Steve Wilkes, as I, uh, I like to call him, the original – who was the dude who was the Texans coach last year? Uh, uh, David uh, David Cully. Yeah, the original David Cully. There we go. Uh, One-year deal with the Cardinals where they blessed him with Josh Rosen and nobody else. Like, I, I watched that season a couple of games. Woof. Like, not a single offensive lineman. Larry Fitzgerald, who was, like, 39 years old. Like, nobody. Like, David Johnson was already shit by then. And I think he was hurt most of the year. Nobody uh, basically says he was hired, given no opportunity to ever be a full-time coach, was considered a placeholder, not given a good roster, and and basically told he was not going to have any chance to succeed. Uh, three and 13 with one season, which was maybe overachieving with that team uh, before he was fired and replaced with Kingsbury. Uh, he says he was not, his lawyers say, he was not given the same opportunity to succeed, noting that Cliff Kingsbury had never had a winning season in his previous collegiate coaching. And he was given... A, uh, a quarterback of his choosing who they traded multiple picks for. Uh, the other was, uh, his first name, Mike Malarkey. Uh, no, it was, I want to get the name right. It was Horton was his last name, but anyway, uh, he was said that Mike Malarkey, who was hired white guy was hired to be the coach of the Titans. And uh, apparently in a podcast, Malarkey said before he was hired, he was basically given the job and was told that none of the can't he, like he was hired. And then he said they were going to hire or interview people like minority candidates before they gave him the job, which is an absolute violation of the Rooney rule. So, <laughs> looks like the NFL might be in trouble. Angel, do you think the NFL is in trouble? Um, too big to be in trouble. I feel the league is – this is something that they can try to brush off and add more rules and keep adding rules. And they added another rule, right, where uh, someone on your offensive staff needs to be a minority slash or woman. So they are slowly trying to figure out their image while they're getting sued. I'm sure these guys will settle. There'll be some type of settlement. The NFL will settle and then keep adding rules. I don't so, think the I mean, NFL could settle, man. Or I think, pay I out think, whatever. I mean, what type of – the NFL is not going to shut down. I just think settling makes them look too bad, and the NFL doesn't like to look bad, especially when it comes to racism. I, mean, I think they almost they almost need to they almost need to like take this to completion and win. Yeah. 
prove a competitive work environment, sanction some teams. Uh, either way, very interesting to see these coaches come out and kind of make good points. Yes, they did have points, and it sound that's why I said find a way to settle because it sounds like teams were definitely being super shady about things and the only thing okay the cardinals thing is a little different because granted they hired the coach after firing who was there probably bruce airings before right it was bruce airings and then it was this coach and then cliff kingsbury which like what was that like maybe like they would say, oh, the coach didn't make any true efforts to, like, get into the GM stuff or anything. Like, they could spin that a lot. They truly can. But the podcast where he says, yeah, they gave me the job and said, yeah, we're about to go interview a couple people that are definitely not going to get the job. So don't worry about the news. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Brian Flores or and the Bill Belichick thing where he emailed or he – text the wrong brian that's another thing where the coaches are talking owners are talking and oh yeah brian good job man da, 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 da. what are you talking about what do you mean and then the news comes out brian Dabo. i still yeah. i still like to think that bill belichick did that on purpose to try to fuck the dolphins for signing tom brady and sean payton <laughs> spite huh that's what you're calling it gamesmanship yeah oh my god whatever dude (laughs) that's so funny but yeah no man um yeah it's gonna be very interesting to see what roger goodell does here does he lose his job over this i mean that could be another way as bad as it is they them losing roger goodell which the owners love him, but to save face, Roger Dell stepped down and then they interview everyone. And I don't know, get yourself I mean, a bummer, I guess. To be fair, if Roger Goodell had to get fired, he should do it now because they already signed him the contract where he gets free lifetime use of the private jet. <laughs> yes. I'll do fine. Well, no, no job, and I'm flying around. <laughs> yeah, with this fucking stupid ass chair. Hey, man. Anyway, I let let's hear this clown of the week, Angel. Uh, it's, well, it's gonna be another GM that's gonna be under a little heat. GM Adam Silver. Man, oh man. Well, he wants to figure out why stars are not participating enough. And he is trying to put in some incentives for players to play more in these games and have certain practices be kind of like non-contact and stuff like that so players don't get injured in practice. Did, uh, did he call out Ben Simmons specifically? Um, I don't really know. I just know that he was definitely talking about uh, Kawhi and Zion. I know for sure that those are the guys that this was truly intended for. 
is like he must have heard that they're just not day to day on point with their rehab to get back or whatever the case may be. But he has a problem. He has a big problem because let me tell you the list of guys that didn't play 60 games out of an 82 game season. Uh, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, John Morant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jimmy Butler, Bam, Bradley Beal, Paul George, Lillard, Jared Allen, Brandon Ingram, Zingad, Derrick Rose, Hayward, and the list goes on. Those are players, and I named the whole list so you can see that it just stretches out throughout the whole NBA, that fans are going to these home games and not seeing these guys. Even, even Mayweather, we heard, uh, we talked about it. Mayweather talked about how he's going to these games and motherfuckers are not playing. Like, he wants players to fucking play because he's paying these four C tickets, which is true. Let's just say me and you win four C tickets to the Timberwolves game. And it's Sunday, the last game of the season. No Cat, no Pat, no Ant, no Russ. And you get to see nobody. Now that's bad. Bro, the end of the I've, season, I've, they're going into the playoff push. I've literally been to that Timberwolves game twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I I still remember I went to a Timberwolves game. Nobody was playing. Sat in the corner. They were playing the Memphis Grizzlies back when they had the teal blue uniforms. And the loser of that game uh, moved up into the lottery. And guess who won and drafted Johnny Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> these well, motherfuckers well let's just been say to the, been to the Derek Williams game too bro <laughs> oh that sucks <laughs> so you get it well I don't know if you were floor seats like Mayweather but let's just say we get up there we get floor seats in the middle of the season to go see Cat on a Thursday because we got nothing to do and Cat's not playing Ant's not playing and Bev's not playing just for rest or whatever, or whatever. You want your money back, or you want to be invited to a game where their stars are playing. And that's just the fan base of it all. That's just fans that go to the game. Now, let's look at TV, where NBA have been struggling on TV. Bro, you tap into a Suns-Lakers game at 9 o'clock, no, no LeBron, no Anthony Davis, no Booker. Yeah. They'll you're probably not staying, still win. You're but, not, yeah. <laughs> you're not staying on TV. You're not staying on that channel. Not even close. You'd rather go to bed. So Adam Silver has a problem, but how the hell are you going to fix it? Because the most entitled players in all sports is the NBA. Now you're going to tell them they're going to have to play 60 plus? So you tell him Kyrie, you said so you saying Kyrie gonna have to play on his birthday? So you saying so you saying Harden can't be hung over after going to a strip club and can't play in the next game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. These players are entitled, and you have them that way. (laughs) You have them this way. Now. Make it fun. 
or make it make sense. 30 games in the front, a playing tournament in the middle of the year, 30 games in the back. That's your season. Now make every single game count. That's why this 100, when we played 100 uh, games for MLB, that was amazing. Each game was like three. So like every, every pitcher played, every batter played, they less injuries. Granted, different sport, less contact. I get it. But still. Time to change it up. More bang for your buck. I do think you have to do something. I don't know what that something is, but uh, honestly, you're giving you're giving him clown of the week for that. Or is yeah, clown because of the week the NBA? Does clown of the week the whole NBA? Because you think that these players are actually going to play 82 full games on that hardwood floor, running up and down Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. Three games a week, sometimes they have to play back-to-backs. Yeah, no. Goodbye. Good I luck. mean, but here's the thing. Are back-to-backs fucking new? No. Hey, guess what? Hey, Tom Thibodeau, play your fucking bench more. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, again, this is coming from the guy who, and again, we're not going to get into this, but the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers – Ended Keith Yandel's consecutive game streak at 989 games. And my co-host, the elite <laughs> hockey mind that he is, said they should just play him one period so he can keep getting the record. No, you don't do that anymore. Like, stupid idea. Like, we can't be devaluing records like that. However, like, I don't know. Why can't LeBron play 20 minutes and come off the bench? Like, if, if you're going to do a back-to-back, how about he plays 40 minutes one night or 30 minutes one night and 20 minutes the next night? Like, there's no reason why they have to sit out for a full week. There's no reason, like, back to – like, again, he also mentioned, Adam Silver mentioned, that they need to share their wisdom and their experiences with recovery tools. You are the National Basketball Association. You just signed, like, a – billion dollar fucking deal you have the smallest rosters and the highest minimum salary of any major professional sport in this country uh what the fuck you can't keep 15 guys healthy bro i'm not an elite athlete by any means but guess what for fucking a million dollars a year what lebron's spending how about this for half a million dollars a year i can buy some normatech boots I can buy some hyper ice, uh, full ice and knee pack and low backpack. I can buy a vibrating foam roller in any city I go into. I can do cryotherapy and get a massage. And that'll cost less than 500K a year. Like, what are you doing? There again, James Harden feels good enough to that after a loss, he can be in the studio with Meek Mill. Yeah. Like, how, how hurt are you? I think it's literally just, and again, this might be old man yellow clouds, but I think it's a lot of entitlement and it's a lot of people not giving a fuck about, like, the product because they feel like they've earned this money. They, they want to be a commodity when they want to be a commodity, but guess what? Commodities get traded. Commodities get are, are that way for a reason. So 
I do think that they need to change some things. I, I Adam Silver says he doesn't know what the solution is. I don't know what the solution is. Maybe the solution, like maybe in the, and again, they just passed the TV deal. Maybe they just need to outlaw back-to-backs if that's going to be the main thing. But again, if they're going to outlaw back-to-backs, Kawhi Leonard is just walking around in sweatpants playing pickup hoops in the Clippers facility, not giving a single fuck about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> just collecting a check. Maybe if you like, maybe take away the guaranteed money. If you don't play a certain number of games, you don't get a game check. Uh, yeah. Everybody in the Mongo will be out there playing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't like, I, I, you know, and I don't know, maybe it's just the, the super team culture where you don't need to play 82 games to make the playoffs. Maybe it's knowing that if you creep in as an eight seed, you can still run the table pretty easily. Uh, I don't know, but I, I do think the NBA has a real problem. And if they want to get more involved with gambling, uh, I shouldn't have to be Googling and searching and checking to see who's playing. I just want to be able to assume that on a primetime Friday night, your main players are playing. Not hard. Not hard, NBA. But hey, it's coming up to your prime ball where the playoff starts. Playing tournament starts April 12th through the 15th. So that's going to be <coughs> amazingly interesting. That's problem. where I feel like I feel like April 12th is the day we uh, stop talking about the Lakers until LeBron tweets something. We just don't bring it up. Angel, uh, that was your clown of the week. Here's my clown of the week. I teased it by accident. Uh, did you know that Terrell Owens, Hall of Famer Terrell Owens, never retired? No. He's Apparently, just been the agent the whole time? Yep. Apparently, he just hasn't been given an opportunity. No, Adam's the lawsuit. Uh, he said, uh, quote, unquote, has Colin Kaepernick retired? No, no one's just giving him an opportunity. So in true Colin Kaepernick fashion, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, the XFL dropped their new logo. It looks like a fucking digital clock. It's fucking terrible. Bring back the old one. It looks so bad. Like, if this is how the everything is going to look, LeBron needs to stop watching fucking The Dark Knight and figure it out again. Just run it back. But anyway, you have that. You have the USFL. You okay. have a ton of options where you can play legitimate 11 on 11 football on national TV with former NFL coaches, GMs, and coaching staffs ready to go with a ton of young up and coming wide receivers who didn't quite make the cut, who I'm sure would love to learn from a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Do you know? Oh, by the way, he called Andy Reid multiple times trying to get on the Chiefs last year. Said he could have saved you in the goal line. Oh, yes. That's exactly what the fuck we needed was T.O., 44-year-old T.O. back there. Huh? 50? I think his ass is 50. 50 50-year-old T.O. Anyway, so where is Terrell Owens going? I mean, I'll give him this over Colin Kaepernick. At least he's choosing to play football as opposed to not playing football. He is going to play for the Zappers on the fan control football league team with quarterback Johnny Manziel. 
What a duo. He is going to play eight on eight football live streamed on fucking Twitch. That's what all serious people who want to make it into the NFL do play for a league that Rick Ross is an owner and your team's owner is probably giving you, uh, you probably are a co-owner of the team trying to make a quick money, quick bit of money, and you're going to get paid in Ethereum. Oh my, that, yes. That is exactly NFL receiver quality right there, baby. That is great. Don't you think that's great? I think it's great. So that is my, that is my clown of the week. T.O., if you're serious about playing football, play actual football. There are places where you can go and play 11 on 11 real ass football. Stop giving the fan controlled football league. If you want to call it that, uh, any sort of recognition. How dare you call T.O. Clown of the Week. Clown of the Week, T.O. He is trying to get on TV because he can make it back in this league. If Tom can play at 46, T.O. can play at 48. That's how he feels at a position where you're going to get hit and have to run at least 25 yards every fucking play. 48-year-old man still got tanking him. It's a 40-yard field. Or 50-yard field. We'll talk about the NFL. Yeah. I mean, that's going really well at this point. Yeah. We are way better off. There's a better chance of seeing Des Bryant back on the field than there is seeing Terrell Owens. Shit, Chad Johnson could probably suit up right now. But why would he? Let it go, bro. Let it go. He still got it though, man. See, like like Tiger. See, he still got it. <laughs> oh god, it's great. Shouldn't talk about home opener today. Damn it, snow, whatever. But that sets up for an amazing weekend of picks. It's time for. Picks of the week. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guaranteed picks of the week. Money not actually guaranteed. Pick gamble responsibly. Do you want to know how bad the uh, the UFC is? right now how bad if i parlay volkanovsky jan and kamzat to win just straight up win not knockout submission whatever uh it is a minus 171 parlay <laughs> add uh tisa torres on there she's the underdog i know just add her see what it looks like Goes to plus 209. Ladies and gentlemen, my UFC parlay. (laughs) We are just going to go straight chalk, and I did not lie to you. I have an underdog. I'm taking Tisa Torres as my underdog. But after that, we are going to keep it as chalk as possible. 
all three of the guys that are favorite are heavy favorites all the way across the board. Skill, just everything. Except for Gilbert Burns. That's going to be the most interesting fight, which could be very interesting. But, yeah, that's my parlay. Going to take that 207. What is it? Two, what? 267? Uh, 260. 260. Or 207, sorry. 207. I am going to take that 207 and run with it. That's my Saturday picks. I have nothing else on Saturday. Strictly just UFC. But on Sunday, the absolute the return is back. Ladies and gentlemen, the Minnesota Parlay is back. Yes, sir. We are back just in time. The Twins, the Wild, and the Timberwolves all play Sunday. And it is going to be electric in Minnesota because all the games are in Minnesota. I'm taking the Wild Money Line versus the Kings. I'm going to take the Timberwolves Money Line versus the Bulls. And I'm going to take Twins Money Line versus the Mariners. My sports book sucks. I don't have the odds, but we will have them posted. And going down to Martinsville, got to give you my NASCAR picks. I almost do not want to talk about my last week's NASCAR picks. (laughs) I missed to pick one guy. (laughs) (laughs) Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin gets his first win in like two years. (laughs) Two years. (laughs) One day you don't pick him. (laughs) I did not pick him. That could have been my first NASCAR win in two years. (laughs) And I did not pick him. So I'm not going to make that mistake again. For Martinsville, I am taking Denny Hamlin, plus 900. Alex Bowman, plus 1,400. And I'm going to take the favorite, Martin Truex Jr. at plus 500. It's going to be a very, very good, beautiful Sunday. I'm probably going to have three TVs set up to make sure I don't miss anything. Make sure you don't miss it either. Oh, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep take my boy Kyle Busch. One of these days, I'm going to win, and I'm going to get a big old Kyle Busch rebel flag hat, and I'm going to wear it everywhere with Angel. Oh, my God. Probably not, but I think he's sponsored by M&M's. All of his hats have, like, M&M's logos, so that's kind of awesome. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to take a little bit of baseball. I'm going to take the Boston Red Sox plus 139 over the Yankees. I'm going to take... Garrett Cole to lose opening day. Oh. In Yankee Stadium. Oh, shit. Red Sox are plus 139. I have faith. Why not? Why not? Yankees lineup is a mess. I don't think they can hit. I think Cole's going to have to pitch seven super quality innings. And fuck it. I don't think he does it. Uh, I'm going to take the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, minus 175. I'm going to take Barrios to win his first start of the year. I think that was a great pickup. Hopefully he can get more support than he did uh, from the Minnesota Twins. I'm going to take the Minnesota Wild, minus 110. And then I'm going to take a flyer on uh, Gilbert Burns, plus 400. Ooh, shit. Why not? The hype is there, but I'm going to count on the fact that Kamzat's only fought 
potato cans, and he hasn't uh, he hasn't really fought somebody who's going to be as well rounded as Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns, if he loses this fight, it is a slippery slope because I don't see him beating Colby, and I see a lot of people coming up. I think Gilbert Burns could be one of those guys who's kind of like Poirier, where he's going to be stuck between like two and six for like two to three years before hopefully he gets a title shot. Uh, So fuck it. I'll take Gilbert Burns and uh, we'll call that good. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. I actually have one more pick. I am just going to go ahead and throw another unit on Tiger at plus 3,000 to win the Masters. I'm going to be wearing a red polo on Sunday. Going to be rooting on the boy. Another unit. Thank you for listening to Money Pack Guaranteed. Probably going to regret that last unit when, like, Tiger comes out tomorrow and he just, like, has a bad walking day and he sits out. But... Thank you for listening. Make sure you're listening. <laughs> Make sure you're following us on IG. Money underscore back underscore podcast. We post all our picks on there. You also hit us up on IG for merch, hats, shirts, hoodies, whatever you want. Give us a DM and we will go ahead and get that for you. Um, also, make sure you're checking us out on Twitter at MoneyBackPod. I will probably be on there all weekend screaming about sports and sports and more sports because that's all I'm doing this weekend. I am heading out to uh, Michigan to bet on uh, Twin Spears uh, sports books. So I'll be out there doing my thing, enjoying sports, living life. It's all we can do, right? Need some stickers with some QR codes. Yes. I feel like I would be dangerous with that because I would just like stick them everywhere, like those Biden stickers on all the pumps. Yeah, I feel like we need to maybe be careful about encouraging you with vandalism. <laughs> Never mind. Cancel that. It's promo, officer. What do you want me to do? Hey, man, how much merch to get out of this? Right. Got a couple shirts in the truck. What's up? <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you uh, next week. Enjoy the Masters. It's a great weekend for naps, baby. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs>